Hi, this is Josh Banner, and you're listening to The Invitation. The Invitation is a ministry of spiritual formation that's an extension of Harder White Ministries in Holland, Michigan. We offer classes, guided retreats, spiritual direction, and now this podcast to help you respond to God's personal invitation to go deeper into His love and His life. Whether you're sitting alone with a cup of coffee on a Saturday morning, or whether you're working around the house with your earbuds in, I encourage you to make this time sacred. And by making it sacred, I mean for you to choose a little retreat, for you to slow yourself, for you to find a quiet space and to rest. By making it sacred, we take what we have, where we are, who we are, and by faith, we say yes to God. No matter our circumstance, whether we feel close to God or a hundred miles away, we acknowledge that God is the one who is nearest. We move away from our busyness and rush, past our anxious and busy minds, past our numb souls, and now here we give him our attention. And he has extended to us a gracious invitation. He says in Jeremiah chapter 29, When you call upon me, and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. What do you know about exile? Do you know where to make your home? Do you know where you belong? Do you know who you belong to? We tend to forget these things. We get lost. As the hymn says, prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. And how does this happen? How do we end up in exile? 
it begins with our ache for significance. We feel more important if our days are crammed with activity. The drive for self-importance makes us busy. And in our busyness, we nurture impatience. We seek more and more control. If everything just could work more easily and more quickly, we rush the kids out the door. And this dang computer is so slow. The server at the restaurant, she's a failure. I'm eating in the car now on the way to the next thing. And at work, I'm exhausted with those people and exhausted with my neighbors and the drivers on the road. These people are just getting in my way. But I gotta do more. I gotta be more. And yet, as James Houston, professor of spiritual theology at Regent College, has said, spiritual growth is the slowest of all human movements. We begin with a good intention. We want to be of some value. But slowly and unwittingly, we can become numb as we're distracted from God's love. It doesn't have to be a matter of the dreaded sins, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You could be fully involved with church and Christian things. You might even be in ministry. But even still, you're preoccupied with your agenda, all the while claiming you've been attending to God's agenda. And unfortunately, as Jesus quotes Isaiah, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And now you are in exile. Becoming unbusy, finding quiet, soulful rest, is how we find our home. This is our path of returning. The invitation is to retreat from the land of busyness, to flee exile, and to dwell in a land of rich abundance, rest, and hope. He invites us to move beneath the surface of our lives and to abide in the deeper places where God abides. This journey beyond rush and distraction, below the surface to our home and God, is simply a matter of calling out to Him. And He is listening to you very intently. To search for God, to call out to Him, this is your prayer of returning. No one can teach you how to begin. We can't figure it out in books. This podcast can't flip a switch inside of you. 
It is only the spirit that beckons. Deep calls unto deep. Do you hear him calling? Do you want to search for him? Do you want to call out for him? So no matter where you are, how far or how near, by faith we can trust this invitation from His Spirit. He says to us, And when you call to me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. How do we search for God? What does this mean? Or how do we search for Him with all of our hearts? First, let's consider your concept of God, the object of your search. The author of Hebrews tells us in chapter 11, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. What is your image of God? Is he near to you or far away? Is he pleased with you or exhausted by you? Is he the kind of God that can be found? Is he a God that listens to you? has come near you and that he wants to be found by you? Do you have any hope that he wants to reward you with good things?
He wants to reward you with himself. We can learn to search for God with all of our hearts by starting small. Consider the nature of your faith. Notice what openness you have to God. How willing are you to believe that God exists? Do you practically and tangibly understand that He is love extended to you? Notice even the smallest spark of love deep down inside. A desire for God must be there or you wouldn't be participating in this retreat. Much of prayer is a practice of uncovering our hunger for God, dusting it off and getting reacquainted with it Becoming unbusy, nurturing stillness, these things help us recover our faith. They help us recognize that our deepest hunger is to search for God. Unfortunately, silence is not so inviting at first. In fact, for some of us, the decision to seek God with all of our hearts will be uncomfortable and downright frustrating. As we slow down and rest in silence, we can begin to see the nature of our exile. In silence, we hear the voices that compete for our attention the exhaustive list of to-dos threatens us. We experience restlessness and then want to run back to the noise, back to the preoccupations. We fiddle with our phones, check our email. Suddenly, we're obsessed with cleaning the house. You want to rearrange the furniture or empty out that junk drawer. We invent new problems to solve. And then we try to rescue others. If all else fails, another beer or some extra exercise or maybe a trip to the mall will help. But please, God, anything besides sitting here alone with my broken and messy self. You attempt prayer, but you find you're too distracted. Your mind races. Henry Nouwen describes it, your inner self becomes like a banana tree filled with monkeys jumping up and down. Or maybe your attempts at prayer are dry and boring. Nothing seems to be happening yet. God doesn't feel very real. And so you start feeling guilty and despondent. It's too hard, you say. 
I'm no good at this. God doesn't really want to be with me. I'm not that kind of Christian. Prayer is for others. I'm too restless. And of course, you can run back to the hurry and the rush, back to empty preoccupations. You are free to do that. There is no duty or obligation here. He does not draw us into prayer through guilt. This is an invitation from the Spirit in love and freedom. And if you can hear this invitation, open yourself to it freely and gently. He says to us, And when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you. And I will bring you back to the place from which I have sent you into exile. What if I told you that your restlessness is okay? And in fact, it is a gift. What if I told you that God is in no hurry with you? What if he's the most patient and gentle being in the entire universe? What if he's pleased with even your smallest efforts? Instead of spending this retreat getting further lost in guilt, let's celebrate the goodness of your small efforts. You are here. You are listening and giving it a try. Consider what does make sense to you and don't worry so much about what seems confusing. You're approaching God after all. He is mysterious. There will always be parts of him that don't make sense. God cannot be contained. As I used to say when trying to teach Robert Frost to my sixth graders, it doesn't have to make sense in order to make sense. Listen to your heart. God's invitation makes a different kind of lovely sense that we forget and have to relearn. What if your restlessness is in fact a sign of your hunger for God? What if God put that restlessness in you, a restlessness, a hunger that only He can satisfy? The great theologian St. Augustine wrote in his Confessions, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds rest in thee. So let's not be discouraged. Let's not be impatient with our impatience or more restless with our restlessness. Trust that when you rush to your next meeting, when you want to go to work and do something creative and important, 
when you turn to your next beer or glass of wine, the next time you put food in your mouth even, when you look at your phone, check in with a friend, turn on a movie, whatever it is that you do underneath what you are really doing is hungering and thirsting for a sacred presence. You are searching for God. In prayer, we do not run from our restless desires, but instead we turn and sit with them. If you notice, underneath your restlessness is a spark of love, a hint of God's goodness. So don't turn away from your restlessness. Just sit with it. Welcome it. Yield to the warmth of its flame. Surrender to it. Nurture it. Trust it. Hope in it. If you do this some now, and then again later while washing dishes, while in the car, or just before you close your eyes to go to sleep, if you embrace that restlessness as a hunger for God and don't stuff it with something else, then slowly or immediately, it'll be different for each of us in time. You will begin to notice the restlessness turn into love. And that spark, it will flame and burn hotter. And you will notice that Jesus is very near. And you will be surprised by how enormous your love for him can grow. The love will swell and eventually you'll know that God has been right here beside you, waiting patiently for your attention. It's only that you've been distracted, indifferent, too hurried, and now you've let him take residence and abide in your soul. You've responded to his invitation. He's let you find him. And now you are home. Please consider visiting our website to see what classes or retreats are being offered at harderwhite.com forward slash spiritual dash formation. That's H-A-R-D-E-R-W-Y-K dot com.
If you'd like to use this podcast for a small group or a class, you can find discussion questions for each episode posted on the site. And if there's any way I can be of help to you, your small group or your church, please let me know. And I'd love to know more about your experience with this podcast. Send me an email and let me know what is helpful and what's unhelpful, what is clear and what is confusing. You can send your thoughts to josh at harderwike.com. Also know that you can now listen to the invitation on SoundCloud, iTunes, and on Stitcher as well. If you find this helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to listen. You can also sign up for newsletter updates by going on our Facebook page or just by emailing me. I just want to say that I'm very grateful that you're listening. I hope to serve you with these retreats. Please know the Spirit is near. He is nearer to you than you are to yourself. My name is Josh Banner. I am Director of Spiritual Formation at Harder White Ministries and a Certified Spiritual Director. And until next time, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you. And may you respond in faith to his invitation and know in the words of Psalm 4 that he wants to set you apart for himself. Amen.